Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. Michael Burry, who is no- best known for predicting 2000. An AIDS crash has come out yet again to say the mother of all crashes is going to happen and we've not hit the bottom. However, there are some things that are happening in this economy that makes me believe otherwise and showing that we are indeed approaching the bottom. And I don't completely agree with him when he's saying that this is not the bottom and we're in for a deeper fall. Now, do I think that's he is completely wrong in his analysis no we did talk about this in our previous episodes concerning our concerns with inflation and everything going on however when we see things like low gas prices as well as unemployment rates being low as a result of people who in highly skilled positions who were laid off by these big tech companies are being recruited by other firms as a result of their talent they're able to leverage it and also the cost of things are falling the cost of goods are falling as a result of multiple companies having large inventory and in order to avoid it from going bad they're cutting prices of those items and selling it for cheaper amazon has announced that they're going to have two prime days which is where they have their massive sale we can see that used car sales are the value is going down we can also see that semiconductors as well they're saying hey we have too much inventory we don't want to order anymore so we envision that that will also go down but joshua what do you think about mike burry's prediction of hey we're in for a bigger fall should we brace ourselves do you think we're approaching the bottom what's just your thought process after seeing some interesting news about the market so i think the same that History doesn't repeat itself, but usually it rhymes, comes into mind when I think about what Mike Berry said. And every situation is slightly different, even though some variables are common. Mike Berry is calling for, you know, more crash. He believes that the market is even far from bottoming. Does he have some points? Yes. And one thing that comes to my mind is when we look at what the Fed is doing with rates. So we know in their last meeting, they raised it by 75 basis point. That's one of the highest they've done. They also believe that next meeting, they will do the same if inflation does not come down. And now, like you said, we started seeing some pointers that, okay, inflation might be going down in some areas like Target, NVIDIA. Micron just came out and said, okay, they believe that there's a good chance that demand for semiconductors will not be as strong, so it might be cheaper. However, we still have other areas of uncertainty. If you look at what's going on in Europe, Germany is really struggling with gas supply because they get most of their gas from Russia. Also, we don't know if there's going to be any breakthrough. If news gets worse (laughs) with this Russian-Ukraine war, oil will just go back up. So even though we're getting a lot of good news, there are still some uncertainties. Another thing that kind of makes me nervous is just economic growth. You said something about recessions and how you know a recession cannot cannot happen if unemployment is so low. Last week one of the Fed governors came out and said that he believes that the point that unemployment is right now is going to be the bottom. That the fact is so low is good, but this is most likely going to be, you know, the lowest 
unemployment is. The point that, oh, you know, you might start to climb back up a little. Now, will it spike? We do not know. So there's just a lot of uncertainties in the market. One thing for sure that I believe is inflation. If inflation decides to go down, then okay, we can say that the Fed will take their foot off the pedal. You know, they might start cutting, no, not cutting rates, but they might start raising rates at a lower level. Maybe they'll do 25 basis point. They may even pause and say, okay, let's wait and let's see how inflation plays out. But for me, the key lies in inflation. Also remember, early, uh, mid this month, we're also going to get GDP numbers. Yeah. Right. Most people are already saying that, you know, this recession is guaranteed already. Definitely. Right. So that's another thing. We need to see where market reacts. Let's see what the Fed says. So far, they believe the, the economy is very strong. They believe, you know, just like you said, unemployment is low. Economy is very strong, but they might be missing some pointers. Yeah, you know, because miss inflation. Exactly, they're always behind. Yeah, when the recession is now in full force, that's when you say, "Oh, yeah." Same thing about transitory. When inflation was already bad and obvious, that's when it came out and said it wasn't transitory. So I'm not 100 sure if I trust them. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, the market is going to do what it's going to do. The Fed they influence the market, but they're not really in control. Look at what happened with with commodities. They didn't have to go and ask the Fed for they started pumping stocks like Exxon and Chevron when the whole war broke out. So the Fed definitely, they're just they are people like you and me. Yeah. They have access to some very powerful, you know, technology and instruments and policies, but they can't really control. It's a free market. Yeah. Right. So I think as investors, if you really want to go down to the nitty-gritty, you have to also take a responsibility and like, okay, what is really going on in this economy? And I think the economy is going to definitely show some softness. Look at what's going on with home prices. You know, we know for sh- not for sure, but most likely in the next few months, home prices will be weaker. Definitely. Because more people are losing their jobs. If you look at the chart that compares the price of homes to the revenues that people earn in this country, the disparity is one of the widest has ever been. Homes are so expensive. The inflation is so much. And while people have getting raises in their salary, it's not at the same rate at which the homes are also going up. You know, so it's very, very technical. Going back to what Mike Burris said, I think definitely he has some points, but inflation holds the key. If inflation starts to subside, then I think the economy would be fine. But if it does not, the Fed will not back down until, you know, they break something. I agree with you. I mean, I agree with some of the points you said because they are human beings and the world can do anything. News can come out at any time. I mean, who saw COVID coming or the war coming? So anything can happen and affect our trajectory for business as usual. One of the questions people asked, asked me were like, hey, now that all this is happening, what should we as investors do? What, what, what should we do now? And my thought process and my answer has always been, first question I'll ask them back is, are you a long-term investor? And they're like, yeah, I want to invest long-term, you know, build wealth. And I was like, so this is nothing to you. This is not your problem. Your concern here is to look out for good deals, save a lot of money, and if you find a very good deal that is good for you, buy in, average in. It's the wait and see approach because time in the market, like everyone says, is better than time in the market. Because you can't get where the bottom would be. Who would have known what the bottom would have been in 2020? 2020 looked bleak. So if you were there trying to time, there are so many people who have missed out on opportunities in the market because they were trying to time it either at the fall or at the rising at some point because they were timing rather than just entering into the market and averaging in. So that's what I said. I feel like one of the things we can do now to protect ourselves is one, figuring out how to consistently make uh, your cash flow either by staying employed 
or ramping up on your business productions and things like that. So it's important that you are able to achieve maybe for certifications, get some sort of skills that will put you in a position where you can leverage that and be in high paying positions and also maximizing your earnings. That's literally what you can do so that you can maximize your savings if it's by getting out of debt quicker, building up your savings. That way, when the opportunity comes and you're seeing either a home price really low where you can jump in or a stock price really low where you can jump in, you can maximize those opportunities, right? Because people always say, what is luck? Opportunity meets preparedness. So if you're prepared for those opportunities, you can take advantage of it. And people are like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky, but you were really not lucky. You were just prepared. So if you're able to do that, like for me, I know if Apple is ever under $100, I am going in like full force. If Google, after their stock split is under 200, I am going in extremely full force. So those are some of the things where I'm like, okay, look for good deals and capitalize on them is the only thing you can really do because you can't really predict anything. Watch and see and make sure you're able to build that capital. But what's your thought process here? Yeah, I never like what you said, especially in getting certifications. I would say overall, just invest in yourself. You know, Before you even invest in any company, the first person you have to invest in is in yourself. And this could be in form of maybe getting a degree. It could be in form of getting a certification. It could be in form of starting that business. Just something that will put consistent cash in your pocket, consistent cash in your pocket. So whenever the opportunity comes, if the market falls another 20% from here, you have the ability to deploy that cash. And because you've been saving for so long, you've been getting ready for this moment, you know, you are going in with a lot of leverage. And one thing we know about the market, regardless of how low it goes, is going to recover. Hopefully, we're not in a 2001 situation where it took almost 10 years to get back to the previous high. But when you look at 2008, we recovered by 2011, 2012, we already recovered all the losses. 2020, in I think the, the downfall was like two months. And after yeah. that, woo, we went to the moon, right? Yeah. So, hey, one thing is for sure, if you believe in America, if you believe in the United, in the United States, even if we get into a recession, eventually, it may take three months, it may take a year, it may take three years, but one thing is for sure, eventually it will bounce back. You know, and as long as you keep dollar cost averaging into solid companies, your investment will pay off. I definitely feel like I am low-key happy that this is happening because everything is returning back to normalcy. Now earnings are is beginning to matter. Value at which a company is given is beginning to matter. Last year in 2020, we could just hear like some random company has a deal with Amazon and poof, that stock is going yeah, up to the moon. <laughs> right. And it didn't make any sense because this yeah. stock is not, this company is not making any money. They barely have any clients, nothing. And all of a sudden it's just going up and everyone was just investing in rubbish. So now because interest rates are higher, it's going to make sure that companies are actually investing in things that are profitable, not just exactly. throwing free money because they had free money, throwing it in garbage and hoping for the best. So I think things are going to start returning to normal. This outrageous home prices are going to come down. Outrageous valuations are going to come back to normalcy. And like good companies are going to shine. So, and we can potentially get them for a discount before they go back to what their fair value is. So I'm low-key happy because we... As millennials, Gen Zs, we have the opportunity to capitalize on this like we've not had before, especially now that many of us are entering into the workforce where we are going to have money. So we have our own opportunity. So I think this is it's a little, a little bit good for us, but 
that's all we have for today guys i hope you enjoyed this episode have a good rest of your day have a good one guys